This episode of No Made Athlete Radio is brought to you by Bioptimizers and their new Magnesium Breakthrough. Learn more at www.magbreakthrough.com slash no meat. That's M-A-G breakthrough.com forward slash no meat and get an additional 10% off the normal package price with coupon code no meat. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C. and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Matt, I, I think that my, I, I might have had the best weekend of 2020 last weekend for the 4th of July. Really? All because of the big giant uh, projection fireworks show? <laughs> you know, that was a big part of it. <laughs> or that was certainly part of it. Not, maybe not a big part of it, but part of it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, was that any good? Because when you said it, I was like, that's cool. This is fun. If different memories. This is a whole different year. It's wacky. And then that night came along and I did some little bit of, I happened to have some fireworks. Um. Uh, placed not very safely they'd been above my oven for well like two <laughs> years that i've lived in this house <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, that was unexpected that's funny <laughs> yeah they were stored up in my oven uh which is the same place i store my uh my ritual non-alcoholic alcohol alternatives uh, okay it's also not an ideal well, place because it gets gets warm up there so i realize it's not a good place for a liquor cat in the day. <laughs> and you're like spare gasoline and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh but anyway so i i we had some my sister my sister my uh my wife's sister's family was in town and her mom and uh mm-hmm. we just you know we weren't doing any fireworks so i got these little things out they were the m60s i think is what they are which is not i think m80s are like legit things that make a pretty big explosion when you throw them Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got these out and threw them and then, you know, they blew up and made a loud noise and then did the little light up warm things that are never any good. Yep. Uh, and then I, and then a couple of real fireworks went off, just private people doing them. Uh, and then I thought about you and your fireworks show and I, and, and I don't know, I thought eh, it's, it's, I don't know. Now that it's here, <laughs> I don't know if a show on TV or on a projection is going to be any good. Yeah. But how was well- it? Okay, well, let me let me preface this whole thing by saying that I'm I've never been a huge like fireworks guy. Mm-hmm. I know some people just love them and love firing them off and everything, but like every time I go to a show, like a real a real live show, I always get bored after a couple minutes. Right? It's just yeah, kind of super repetitive. And yeah. uh, anyway, um, but so we did. We put up a big big white sheet. We got the projector. We got it fired up. And it was actually like super cool. We ended up doing the um, instead of streaming the Asheville one, which wasn't probably not very good. We streamed the Disney World one, oh, okay. Um, which of course had the Disney Castle in it, and it's like behind the big Disney Castle, and it's this amazing show with all those Disney songs and stuff. Yeah. And uh, my daughter, and um, so we had uh, a cousin over here who and and their daughter, and then. Um, my sister's family came into town and their daughter, their two daughters, and they just freaking loved it. Like they just were like running around singing and dancing and watching the fireworks. Like Eliza was just totally glued to the show. It was uh, totally entertaining for them and which made it just very fun and wholesome for all of us. Uh huh. So I, yeah, I was, I actually, we ended up watching two of them. We found a a previous year's version and watched, went through two different shows because it was that much fun. (laughs) So now you can just put on TV normal normal time, right? Like that can just be a normal like uh, sort of like, <laughs> yeah, just a normal like I don't know, maybe. Uh, but then so but then everyone in our neighborhood started shooting them off, and um, you know they were. I don't I don't know I have no idea maybe M eighty I don't know they're pretty pretty large but not like 
not the ones that, like a town would buy, a city would buy, uh, but still pretty large and definitely loud. And so that was cool to like sit in the yard and watch those for a while until, you know, until like at 1145, they were still shooting them off and then it was mm-hmm. no longer, no longer cool. But I feel like the, like the private fireworks have gotten, I don't know if the price has come way down or if people are suddenly just investing way more in them, but like in the past five or six, I don't know, five, seven years, mm-hmm. the, the shows that people put on from their yard have gotten really good. And hmm. I don't know, I don't know what that is. It's just like, because when you were little, it was always like Roman candles or like, right, right. you know, little bottle rocket things. But now people have like legit fireworks they yeah. just do from their house. So I don't, who knows? Maybe it's like every other industry, just getting better and cheaper. <laughs> but you know what, man? I don't know. We So we camped out that night in the yard and it was nice. Like we were really doing, working very hard to socially distance and do, you know, do everything we were supposed to do. Um, and uh, it was just, but but had more people over than we had had, you know, in months. And it just felt so good to have people in the yard and to hear oh, yeah. voices. And, um, you know, we, uh, I don't know, me and some cousins stay up till like nearly two in the morning, sitting by the fire, drinking beers, playing music. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it was, it was just great. It was a really fun, really fun night. Well, that's good. Very good. And we, we made a ton of Beyond Burgers. I mean, like 12 of them probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny we could have when they were my sister i keep saying my sister's family when my wife's sister's family was here uh we did a beyond burger night and i actually thought it was delicious because we I, I never put them in the grill before i've always just done them in the in the frying mm. pan because i uh-huh. think that's what they say on the package i could be wrong that it just says recommended to do this uh but this was exceptionally good beyond burger because we grilled them and yeah i was quite happy with it. i haven't i haven't really eaten beyond burgers that much i don't know i think they're they're amazingly good they're a little greasy and weird somehow but uh, this was not. This was really tasty. Yeah, we, we always grill, and I am a I'm a pretty big fan. Yeah, I know you. Mm-hmm. You always you seem to be mentioning them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they've become they've become a COVID staple for us for sure. Have they? Yeah, I mean not like every day or anything, but you know once a week or once every other week probably. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, I've gotten into uh, sourdough pizza. My wife is. Oh, she started here. doing like everyone else during the during this COVID time she got into sourdough baking which is mm-hmm. awesome uh does really well found this guy named josh weiss joshua weissman on youtube who okay who has great stuff um very very in-depth lessons and good things um why did sour why did sourdough get so popular is it easier to bake than like other bread no i don't know if there was a yeast shortage i mean i know there was a flour shortage I don't, for shortage probably not the right word but it was not available in grocery stores uh so at least the grocery stores were having a shortage um, I don't know. I think people just got the time to do it and like weren't, you know, wanted fresh bread and didn't want to go shopping. So they, they started were craving that. sourdough. I mean, I, I don't know. know. Like is, is sourdough, I mean, I've always liked sourdough, but it just seems like everyone is making sourdough. What? And I just... Well, sourdough doesn't mean, I mean, it tends to be sour and, and I'm new at this, so that I, I could be saying something that's wrong. Uh, but... My understanding is that sourdough is just any dough that comes from a starter, and any bread that you make from a starter. Uh, so it means you don't add yeast at the time of... Oops, sorry about that. Got to no take problem. a phone call real quick here, Doug. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, no, so it is it is something where you don't add yeast during the process. You use your starter because this thing you know, has plenty of yeast in it because oh. it's been, been thriving for however long, you know, however many decades gotcha. you've been having it. So with, with the shortage of yeast, sourdough, which has comes from a starter became more popular that's the thing I, and i don't know if there really was a yeast shortage i do think it was harder to get for a little while um 
I think maybe people were just sort of into the idea of making their own stuff and survival and all that. <laughs> or maybe they just had more time on their hands. For, honestly, that's what I think was for Aaron. Like, we just had time. So mm-hmm. she said, hey, I'm going to make some bread. And started doing that, started nurturing the, the starter. And, and there you go. So anyway, um, but this guy, Josh Weissman, has, has sourdough pizza recipes. And we got into that. And it turned out they're really, really good. Um, like she's always made a pretty good homemade pizza, my wife, but this is next level good. It's like a two day process. I mean, aside from having the starter, um, and for like, you know, the day before it's like every three hours, she's doing something with the dough to get it ready. And then it has to sit out of the refrigerator Whoa. and then it has to go in the refrigerator and all this lead up. And that's probably part of why it is so good because there's just this anticipation factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so good. We, so we, she was doing that. And then with that, we started making like more kind of an authentic version of a margarita pizza sauce where you where you get real San Marzano tomatoes and you you sprinkle them with a little salt to dehydrate them. This is still canned tomatoes, but um, you take take the water out and then you never cook the sauce. It just only cooks when it goes in the oven with the pizza. But you've mm-hmm. removed some all the water so that it doesn't like pool on the pizzas once once it hits the oven. Um, and then as, as I mentioned in a couple episodes ago, we even got. Miyoko's sorry, I'm just getting texts. Man, you gotta mute that. You gotta mute that. I don't that know thing. how to do that. Don't. You know that. <laughs> okay. Um, so we got the Miyoko uh, cheese book out and got the ingredients needed for mozzarella. Uh, and as I said, it's really good. I made it a second time and improved on it a little bit from the first, and it, it's delicious. Like my my uh, my in-laws are, you know, they're fairly big into different foods and things. And they they tasted this mozzarella and they said that is that is just about the same as regular mozzarella, which to me was was well, yeah quite a good thing because it's it just seems hard to I don't know mozzarella seems like something that would be hard to make a vegan version of like a good fresh mozzarella, mm-hmm. um, but we did that and it just was it just delicious. So I am just I don't know I just love pizza night now. Get some Italian wine, and that's what I did on not Fourth of July but the day after July fifth. So are you putting anything else on there? Or just the just the cheese. That's it. So I mean, torn basil, of course, uh, uh-huh. and then some, even though the mozzarella is good, is a good on pizza. I really like a marinara pizza, which is just something we were eating in Rome when we have been there before uh, as a vegan option because it is it's pizza that it's not meant to be vegan. It just is. It just doesn't have cheese on it. Yep. It's just the sauce. You put some crushed red pepper on there. Usually, there's little some slices of garlic uh, that are baked on it with some extra virgin olive oil, of course, and that's just a delicious pizza as well. So I would eat some of those and some of them some of the vegan mozzarella ones. That was that was the biggest surprise. I'd never heard of that before, and, and we went to, to Rome, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, you know, I don't know, concerned about cheese and everything, and yeah. um, and walk into the very first pizza place we walk into had a huge cheeseless pizza <laughs> right there. Like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Rome, in general, I thought Rome was quite easy to eat, and probably all of southern Italy, like, really easy to eat vegan and the stuff, maybe now it's even easier, probably labeled vegan now, but like this was five years ago when I first was there. Uh, mm-hmm. And like, you know, every pasta place has has a pasta and you could ask them which ones don't have egg in them and they would tell you and they all, you know, lots of them that just have a red sauce. And I don't know, quite easy. Not, not like yeah. a health food, but it wasn't too hard to eat vegan there. Right, right. So. Well, good. Sounds like we all had wonderful weekends, or we both had wonderful weekends. I hope Definitely. that everybody listening did as well. Yes, me too. Seems like I think people, I think in general, people did. I think people are. I don't know. We've talked about this whole situation plenty, but 
I'm glad that people are returning to normal a little bit. I know there's still some problems, but uh, I am glad for everybody's sake that we're getting little tastes of normalcy again. Yeah. So all right. So we're in, today we're going to talk about the most normal activity ever, which has come as a result of this this situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is world's oldest profession. I don't know. Walking. <laughs> so I was trying to be in walking. walking. Walking down the hall. Actually, you know, I I'm gonna tell the I'm gonna tell the listeners because I thought this was such a good idea and we didn't make it happen. But I wanted right. to do this I wanted to record this conversation while out on a walk. I yes. thought that would be fun. You did want to do that. Uh, <laughs> you did not. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Unless I would drive somewhere and then that would seem that would be that'd be just artificial. Yep. So I get it. Uh yeah, because we don't have cell phone service where we are. So we couldn't actually walk while we talk, but uh, but yeah. So this is I. I mean, walking seems like a boring topic, um, but there's a couple interesting things about. It. And the only reason I suggested that we talk about it is because I've started doing it in the past. I think I've done it probably seven or ten days in a row now, something in that range. Yeah. Uh, have not missed. Haven't haven't tried to not miss. I just haven't um, because I've really been enjoying it. Um, and I know you have, you know, you mentioned it a few times ago. You've been doing this this evening sort of walk, and I think that was going to be your your no your no uh, cell phone time. Yeah, or part of it is that still still working? That is, yeah. Good. I mean, so you know, with family here, we actually we probably did go and walk every day, but it wasn't as intentional of like a evening walk mm-hmm. as uh, as in previous days. But we got back to it already this week. It's uh, yeah, walking every day as soon as I'm done with work, pretty much. Go for a walk. Good. And uh, my cousin, his name is Connor Swenson. I guess I've probably never mentioned him here, but uh, he um, he, write, he writes a newsletter online called One Percent Wisdom. Uh, ConnorSwenson.com. If you want to check it out, he wrote in his newsletter the other day that uh, that was like the big last. He he hoped it would be lasting. Um, that was like the big thing that came out of this whole period for hmm. him was he just rediscovered just how great it is to take a walk in the evening. And I think it's kind of neat because, like, I'm I'm someone who really doesn't like this sort of activity, right? It's just like I don't I don't like things when I can potentially be bored. I just don't. I guess I'm someone who likes thinking about stuff, and well, you can do plenty of thinking on a walk. Um, I guess I like mental stimulation, and I don't get a whole lot of that when I go hiking or walking. Um, but I really really see the value in it in in having this time when you when you're deliberately not you know having a whole bunch of input and you're just walking and i think i think there's something to the actual walking itself right and just like running the the uh, i don't know the word doug doug the uh the rhythm rhythm rhythmicness of it <laughs> um uh, yep okay the rhythm of it there mm-hmm. is I don't know. I just I just have a sense that like it is, and, and you and the moving from one place to another, and and your scenery changes, and I think there's I think it's probably just such something deeply ingrained in in our psyches and meant to be part of what we do. Um, lots and lots of thinkers and and creative types, you know, talk about walking as one of their things. This thing where the someone will think about a problem forever. I think it was Einstein, maybe John Nash uh, would you know th- spend a whole lot of time thinking about a problem, and then they when they were exhausted would go for a walk and eventually became part of the routine to do this because they realized that the insights that they were looking for came during their break from trying to get the insight because it would come just when you let your mind finally be free and just sort of just sort of 
wander yeah. as you walk. Um, we've talked about the Deep Work book by Cal Newport a lot this year. Uh, he definitely talks a lot about walking, value of it. Um, so a lot of people do. And it's just something that, like, I always sort of brushed off as not that valuable. And then and then there's also the Blue Zones idea, right? That it's like, it's fitness that just happens. It's like they, nobody in the Blue Zones gets on a treadmill or a Stairmaster. Instead, they are out, you know, gardening on hilly terrain, and, and they're getting their workout that way. Um, so this is, this. I don't know, walk, you know, walking, if, if it works out that walking is a great activity for fitness, um, that fits really nicely with that sort of vision of the world. Like, we don't need to, like, go out of our way to, you know, achieve fitness. It can kind of just come by living this sort of normal, not that plugged in life. So, for all those reasons, it uh, seemed like it'd be worth talking about. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can tell you kind of like why I am doing it, how it started, but why don't, I've been talking a lot. Why don't you talk, talk about Yeah, well, walk. so I actually want to talk more about that idea of the uh, kind of accidental fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, because walking has certainly been a part of that for me. But um, I do think before we get into that, this would be a good time to go ahead and thank our sponsor. And to silence your phone. I'm actually turning it off right now. Turning it off. I can't stop the buzzing from happening. (laughs) Okay. This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Bioptimizers. And today we're going to talk about magnesium. Magnesium is the body's master mineral powering over 300 critical reactions, including detoxification, fat metabolism, energy, even digestion is influenced by the presence of magnesium. But there are two big problems here, Doug. Number one, magnesium has been largely missing from U.S. soil since the 1950s which explains why it's estimated that up to 80% of the population may be deficient. And two, most supplements contain only one or two forms of magnesium, when in reality there are at least seven that your body needs and benefits from. Those are two big problems, Matt. Yes, they are, Doug. They are, they are big problems. Okay, you can't leave us without that. You've got to share some good news. What's well, the good there news? is good news, Doug. You're in all the, right, the let's hear it. is that when you do get all seven critical forms of magnesium, pretty much every function in your body gets upgraded, from your Ugh. brain to your sleep, pain and inflammation, it all improves. Ugh. Doug, you could use some improvement in your brain, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I could use yeah in my brain, in my sleep, and in my inflammation. I could, I could, you know, I mean, sure, we could all use some improvement, right? We could. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about what my friends at Bioptimizers, makers of industry-leading digestive supplements, have just created. Their research team recently formulated a magnesium supplement with all seven forms of this mineral. They even include trace amounts of something called monoatomic magnesium, which helps make all the other forms more bioavailable. Bioptimizers calls this product Magnesium Breakthrough, and they're running a special promotion for you at www.magbreakthrough.com slash nomeat. That's magbreakthrough.com forward slash nomeat. You can get an additional 10% off from the normal package price with that coupon code nomeat. I dig it. Magnesium. Breakthrough. <laughs> All right, so walking and this, uh, this, uh, this concept of kind of accidental fitness. I think that one benefit that has come out of COVID for me is um, is kind of falling into what I you know what I think is you know I might not be the strongest I've ever been I'm certainly certainly not the strongest I've ever been and I'm not the like I couldn't run the fastest that I've ever been able to run or the furthest or anything like that but I I am feeling much more kind of healthy and fit right now than I have uh, in a really long time. And I think that that is uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I'm like spending a ton of time outside. We're just playing outside all the time in the yard, going on walks, you know, in the garden, et cetera. 
Two is this, um, is, is the walking, right? I mean, like I'm, I'm still running and I'm still doing, uh, other kind of dedicated fitness activities, but you know, normally it would have been like, I go for my run for the day and then I don't really do anything else, but I'm walking all the time with, with the family. Eliza and I go on bike rides, you know, where she rides in like the trailer thing, uh, pretty regularly. Um, you know, I'm just like doing all this stuff. These like low impact, um, low, uh, intensity, just activities. And, um, and I'm, I'm feeling really good. Like, I don't know. I just feel generally feeling very healthy. Yeah. I think, uh, I think there's something to that. I think that idea, I mean, it just definitely resonates, right? Like that, that it just feels good when you kind of find yourself, I don't know if on your feet all day is the right word for it, but like just throughout your day, you're, you're just kind of doing physical things all day even when it's pretty pretty light like just yeah. going for a walk or mm-hmm. playing with your daughter in the yard like actually doing stuff all day instead of what you said and this is great like putting forth this actual deliberate effort to go exercise for an hour and then the rest of the day you're you're just sitting down staring at a computer screen yeah. or watching tv or whatever like the, you check off the box of like activity you know and then you don't right. do anything right and maybe i mean perhaps the caloric burn is equal in those two scenarios because one of them you're really burning a whole lot for an hour uh and the rest you're burning just a little bit but throughout the day um you know perhaps it is equal somehow the 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 one where you're kind of doing things all day it just feels much more like the way things are supposed to be Mm -hmm. uh it doesn't mean it will result in better health who knows certainly depends on the situation and, and what specifically you're doing um but i I don't know. It just—it's not hard to sense that one of them is more natural than the other, and that as a result, like that kind of mental well-being and the, the feeling that you're healthy and the feeling that at the end of the day, you've you've achieved a lot or or you're kind of living the way you're supposed to. Um, you know, you, you can just see how that is kind of enhanced. Um, so I don't know. I found the same thing. I found like I've I've been doing walks. So the reason I even got into it is I've talked plenty on this podcast about um, like learning languages. Yep. And I got this. Italian app, well, it's an app for all kinds of languages. It's called Pimsleur, uh, P-I-M-S-L-E-U-R, if anyone wants to check it out. How many different language apps do you, do you have? <laughs> I, I have a lot. I feel like uh, this is maybe like the third or fourth that you've talked about. Yeah. I have, so on my phone, I put all the icons into one folder, so the nice, clean, uh, clean screen. Like every icon in... Just goes in one big folder called Simplify. <laughs> <laughs> That way on my phone, if I'm flipping oh, through the screens, man. there's never cluttered junk. It just, it just, I have to click the folder and I get to stuff. Okay. Which is a little bit of a pain sometimes, right? If you don't, because <laughs> you don't want to go, if you want to adjust your settings, you have to scroll six pages in to find the settings <laughs> button. <laughs> so what I end up doing is swiping left and typing what I'm looking for, which is actually not a, not a bad way to go. Yeah. Because then, actually, then I, I, I don't like... deal with distractions. Mm-hmm. I like that. So... Anyway, but, but I made a separate folder for the language learning stuff because I was asking, and I have eight things in there right now. Whoa. But some of them are just dictionaries or okay, whatever. But I still use about three or four apps. Anyway, um, this one is different from the others because it's, it's entirely audio-based, and you listen and you respond throughout the entire half-hour lesson. You know, you're you're probably giving two hundred responses in, in the, they say repeat this or what's the answer to this and what's the, and so like you end up speaking a whole lot. And I wanted to use it. Someone recommended it highly. And I just wasn't using it because I just I just can't get myself in my house to sit here and listen to something and talk back to it. I mean, first of all, it just has to be like isolated or else everyone hears me. Um, I just couldn't do it at home. I don't know. It's just too easy to get distracted and do something else. So I said, well, I'm just going to take a walk and do this on the walk. 
And I said, well, my dog needs walks, so I should just take her because she was not getting that many walks recently. So then I started doing that. Um, plus, I always mention this huge hill we have that is our house is on top of. Um, so to walk down that and back up it, and then another you know 20 minutes at the bottom somewhere, uh, ends up taking me you know 40, 45 minutes. Nice solid workout at the end of the hill. Like when I'm trying to talk the Italian back during the way up the hill, it's pretty pretty hard. I'm out of breath. Um, so like I realize I'm getting all these benefits. I'm, I'm getting this yeah. nice learning time. I'm getting the whatever benefit just comes from walking, uh, which you know maybe a little intangible. But this this idea, and I know this is not the same as like just letting your mind wander and and you know coming up with insights. Not it's not quite. I'm not getting that benefit. I don't think because because my mind is very much occupied. Right. Uh, but I am getting the exercise benefit. I am getting the benefit of walking my dog. Um, somewhat just the being outside sort of scenery, you know, the benefit of just feeling like you're moving and, and going somewhere. I think that's something. So it has turned out to just be one of those activities for me where like there's all these good reasons to do it. And as a result, it, it becomes, I don't know if addictive is accurate, but like something that I'm not missing and not really having to put any effort forth because it's an enjoyable habit that uh, is serving all these good things. So that's worked out really well for me. Um, I was thinking about it though, like why, first of all, why do I do that when I always talk about how much I hate hiking? <laughs> and also why can I do that instead of running? Cause it's not that different from running. I could run with a dog. I could run while I'm listening to something. Mm-hmm. Um, for the hiking one, I think it's just like hiking is typically something I've always considered something I would do with other people. Uh, and I don't know why that's just like boring. I'd rather just sit there than talk to other people. I don't need to be walking and, and hiking and like if i'm there for the company let's let's just go hang out on the porch um but when i put these headphones in it becomes like or sorry i don't even use headphones i just have the phone and it's just there because it's secluded enough that it doesn't really matter nobody hears it um but if i have like a purpose and it's like i can accomplish one of these sort of learning objectives then it suddenly is total i mean i'm not bored it's entertaining and i really like it so it, can't, it made me realize, like, it's not that I probably don't dislike hiking. And I'm not doing hiking. I'm just walking on the road. But it's not that I dislike that. It's just that I just, like, I don't know. I just need that mental stimulation. Just like that. Yeah. So. I get that. Yeah. I, I, I do get that. Uh, the, it's not. So I I will say I'm I'm really never walking by myself. It's always either with just me and Eliza or with me, Eliza, and Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I I certainly, like, would understand the kind of desire to have to listen to something if I was by myself. Um, but you know, I don't know if you ever heard people say this or not, but especially as trail running was just kind of becoming a more popular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had several people tell me or comments on, on rocket runner or whatever of like, you know, trail runners just need to slow down and smell the roses kind of thing. You know, like the, that hiking is better because you can actually soak it in. Whereas if you're running, um, you're missing ah. all the stuff. Okay. You see, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And, you know, I, I think that, I think that's BS. Like, I think that, um, I think that they're two different activities and have two different goals. And, um, and so, you know, running, uh, you're getting into a different flow state or, or whatever. And, and you're not really looking at all the like tiny little details along the trail. And that's not the purpose. Uh, and also my counter argument has always been like, yeah, but you can see way more stuff, right? If you're covering 10 miles instead of like three miles, you know, you can hit like three different mountaintops, you know, and that's way more epic. (laughs) But I do think like, as I've been walking more, 
Um, I, I do think that we are, that, that there's something to that. So I guess it's not total BS, it's, but it's mostly BS. <laughs> but there's something to slowing down. And um, there's something to kind of noticing things as you're going by them uh, on the street that you've probably never noticed before. Maybe that's, I don't know, just a flower patch or, um, I don't know, just kind of like a weird way that someone has designed their yard or, or, or you know, something unique and kind of different. Um, and then, of course, the people, too, that you're seeing that are sitting on their porch mm-hmm. or mowing their lawn or whatever that you can kind of wave to. And um, I don't know. It's, there's just something, too, actually going much slower. And uh, and it's just a really nice, refreshing experience. And, it, and I think it, I don't know, it makes me feel more connected to, like, the streets that I'm walking down. It makes me feel more aware of the space that I'm in, that I'm living in, you know, because... Um, even though I would run past it all the time, and you know I'm still doing that, uh, it's just I, I'm seeing things through a slightly different lens. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I it's funny, like what you just said, like you're seeing th- you you run past it all the time, but when you walk, you see it through a different lens. I have noticed the same thing about running that compared to driving, right? That if you drive the same streets to get to your house all the time, but then the first time you go run it, or once you begin running it, you mm-hmm. just start noticing all these different. Uh, whatever, like like you said, flowers somewhere, like flowers in somebody's yard, or the way a house looks, or the way something you know, you just mm-hmm. you just see different things because because you're in front of it for longer. Uh, so makes sense. I think I think I mean my answer to that argument is like it's not. It's just a matter of degree, right? Like yeah, like you can. Well, I guess you can't drive trails, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can drive roads, and you can you could instead run them in which case you see a little more, or you could walk them and you can see even more that way or like, you know, really deeply go into things. So I think, uh, I also think that thing about trail runners need to slow down and walk is, is silly because, uh, it's, it's better than not, not doing it at all. Right. I mean, at least you're doing yeah, something totally. and getting out there. So, um, I actually thought you were going to say the thing about people saying that like, you're not really a runner or you're not a trail runner. If you're listening yeah. to headphones, like that, that's totally. Yeah. Well, that's something too. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I totally get that. I, I think that same way. Um, and that you, relates You think to that like, same way? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not getting the full benefit that, that is sort of like, I think there's this sort of creative mind wandering, like, mm, right, thing right, that right. just happens when you go walk with no stimulation uh, other than what's around you. Um, yeah. When I, I mean, when I do that, I, I am immersed in this program. And like, certainly if, a, if I see a bear, which happens now and then. Uh, if I've come across a snake, talk to a neighbor, I mean, these are, it's not like I'd ignore that experience. There are different experiences that happen. Um, but otherwise, if, if nothing happens, then I am pretty much just immersed in the thing that I'm listening to. Uh, so I'm not getting the full benefit of that. It's serving the exercise, you know, role and, and also the dog walk role and the, you know, moving around a little bit role. So like I'm, I'm getting these benefits, um, but it's not the same as, as walking. But what I wanted is like... Do you, do you know I, what my solution is for that? Because I, I probably listen to music or, or, or listen to a podcast or the news or something, maybe like 50% of the time on my runs. Mm-hmm. And I have a rule that I've, I've had this rule for years. Um, and, I, and I'm really pretty good at sticking to it. Uh, and that is that if I'm listening to something and it's not keeping my attention... Mm-hmm. Like if I'm finding myself, my mind wandering, instead of like trying to find something else that will get my attention, I just shut it off. Mm. Uh, because I th- I think that what that's telling me is that my mind needs to like focus on something or like, uh, you yeah. know, think through something. Yeah, and so to right. give it that space instead of trying to like keep pushing that away. Um, uh, I like that. I think that's smart. Good. 
Um, and I've definitely found that. I found myself ha- sometimes having trouble paying attention after, if I ever try to do two, because these things are like 25 minutes long, these little segments. So sometimes I'll do a longer walk and I'll try to do two of them. And by mm-hmm. the end of the second or like midway through the second one, I'm just sort of not really wanting to answer these questions anymore. I'm just <laughs> wanting to stop. So maybe what I'll do is is continue uh, continue the process of like beginning with it. Because if I wasn't for that, I wouldn't get out the door. Or that I would mm-hmm. not be excited to go for this walk if I wasn't also yeah. going to be knocking out one of these Italian lessons. So get that done. And then, you know, be able to do the other. Because I still get excited about like, I think one, one day I walked for like 55 minutes or something. And I went all the way to that stream where you saw um, Ellery in it when yep. you guys went there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually went past that. I went, I hopped across rocks. So here you go. Look, I'm doing things in nature. <laughs> Hopping across rocks. Found a creative way to get across without getting wet. Uh-huh. Um, and then kept going up to the parking lot and then back. But I keep thinking like, hey, one of these days I'm going to stay out here for an hour and a half and just keep keep walking. Um, and I know when I do that, I'll get tired of, of speaking Italian. So um, I think I think I should do this. And and even if I'm and regularly, if I get tired of it, I'm just going to turn it off and listen. So I think that's what it is really nice for. Like, it's it's kind of a gateway into this. Um, you know, not doing it in the purest form at first, but I think perhaps perhaps I will get there, and probably where I'll end up is at a place that's what you said. That's a nice balance where I'm. I don't think I'm ever going to be the guy who just goes for walks and meditates. Who knows? But um, that that can be part of it. That could be the second half of it or whatever. Uh, and also, I've wondered if this will get me back into running because similarly, I was not wanting to do any fitness or just found myself not really doing anything fitness wise. Um, but this seems so easy and approachable. Like I can walk up this hill. Because then what I do often is run up the hill uh, a couple times a week just to sort of like know that I'm in that baseline level of fitness that I can at least run down and run up. And it takes 10 minutes and my workout's done. Um, so I knew that walking up it would be no problem whatsoever. So it didn't feel like a fitness challenge. But doing it day in, day out, I, I see that there is a fitness benefit and I can feel it happening. Yeah. So what I've wondered if like, if somehow there's just this moving and slight challenge of walking up that hill every day, um, will kind of bring me back into running and like, let's start enjoying this enough that it'll make me actually, you know, one of the days decide to run instead of walk or maybe for the, just part of it run instead of walk, uh, and then get me back into running. Because it reminds me a lot of when I was, uh, right before I started training for my hundred miler, actually it was the beginning of the training is when I did that run streak without really I don't know. I wasn't really trying to do anything. I just wasn't trying to train. I was just kind of into that, that like paying attention to your breath while you're running meditation kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I just found that so enjoyable, like such a really nice, I don't forget what it was doing for 10 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever it was, very small amount at the beginning, very slow pace, just paying attention. It was just this nice little escape from, from, you know, busy life. Um, And then it turned into a running streak which turned out to be a really good base to begin ultra marathon training. And then I was able to train for this hundred miler, which I had failed at two years prior when I signed up for one and just never even started. Cause it seemed like a huge endeavor. Um, so anyway, the walking for me, th- or this, this walking that I'm doing where I'm listening to something, not fully getting the benefit of walking, but just getting out there. It feels like an extremely small step in the direction of a couple good things, right? Fitness. Um, and also just, you know, the idea of, of, being in nature, being okay with not listening to something. Um, so anyway, that's why I think it's a nice, a nice fit for this podcast is that it feels like an extremely small step. We talk all the time about the value of small steps. Okay. Uh, so here might be, if it turns out to last, then this might be a good example of, uh, of one that may, hopefully will turn into something more, but who knows? If it doesn't, I'm pretty happy with how it's going. 
I, you know, I like it. I'm a fan of walking. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, and it's really, I think a ton of people are a fan of walking. Uh, and I have the sense that a lot of people are discovering that, um, well, what I should say is, I, I know from reading that a ton of like, you know, famous thinkers are big fans of walking uh, for what it has done for them. Uh-huh. Um, what I'm learning these days is that there are lots of people in this in this quarantine era uh, who are discovering that they really enjoy doing it. So seems seems worth pointing out, giving a, giving an episode about, and we have done that. <laughs> you can check that one off the off the list. You know, this is episode like two three hundred and twenty four something. I feel like we just did uh, three hundred. So I'm, I'm kind of impressed that we are already at three twenty four. Yeah. Maybe even three twenty five. Let me look. Um, but so I was talking to MT the other day, Matt Tolman, the other co-hosts, or mm-hmm. um, and uh, and he was like listing off a bunch of topics, and um, I was like, yeah, we've done that one. Yeah, we we <laughs> we did that one. Yeah, we've done that one. And it's it's like it's amazing what we've covered. Now, but we've never talked about walking. So uh, here we yeah, are. Right. Three twenty four. We're talking about walking. There you go. Maybe next time we'll talk about breathing. <laughs> yeah. Sitting. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. Good. Well, two in a row, me and you. That's right. And uh, we got a special guest next week. Oh, yeah. That's right. Should we, should we tease it? Or One. just let the people be surprised? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Surprise. Okay. Surprise. Special guest next week. A surprise. One of our... More popular episodes, that person is returning. So that'll be fun. That's right. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks. Enjoy your walk.